Spirit of a Champion presents Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. Welcome to another Encouraging Moment. Hi, I'm Bobby Williams. I'm so glad you joined me today. We're going to have a great lesson today. I want to talk to you about your supernatural gifts. And those gifts are given to you by God Himself. When you're born again, when you become a new creature in Christ, you get and receive supernatural gifts, and I want to explain that to you in this lesson. You have your supernatural gifts that God gives you, your spiritual gifts, but you have your natural gifts when you're born. When you were born, you have certain DNA, certain gifting that God has given you, and when those gifts are placed together with your spiritual gifts that God gives you when you're born again, when you become a Christian, when those are brought together, there is such power in those giftings And these supernatural spiritual gifts are to glorify God, to bless others, to help grow the kingdom of God, and to help you be victorious in the service of the Lord and in your life. Amen and amen. What a great lesson this is going to be. So before we get started, I just want to tell you we're really working on our YouTube channel, Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. If you'll go there and subscribe, you'll see all kinds of new videos, new content coming through, and it's all free. So we're just here for you. We love you in the Lord, and we want to give you encouraging and inspiring inspiration all the time, every month, every day of the week. So I hope you'll go there to our YouTube channel and subscribe to it. It's really growing. You'll want to be part of that. Also, our podcast, we're continuing to bring you great messages in the Lord, trying to inspire you when you're driving in the car or anywhere else. Well, let's go ahead and pray today. I want to pray for you personally. Dear Heavenly Father, the person that's listening today, brother or sister in Christ, or maybe they've never been a believer, Lord, I just am praying for them today to give blessing, to give them mercy, to give them restoration, to give them healing, to give them help, to give them hope, to give them faith, to give them strength, Lord, to give them prosperity, to give them, Lord, the things that they need to be victorious in this life. And Lord, help us to understand the spiritual gifts that you give the believer at the time that they become a Christian. Help us to understand these gifts, Lord. Now bless them coming in and going out, Lord, and bless this message and let anything from my lips or my heart be glorifying to you and encouraging to this audience. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I hope you've got your Bible with you. And if you do, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I'm going to read this to you, so the pressure's off if you don't have it. But this is a very important lesson today, and I hope you'll follow along. Here's verse 1 of chapter 12, 1 Corinthians. Now, about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, that means when you were not Christians, somehow or another, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. 
Now, what does manifestation of the Spirit mean? It means that God will reveal to you through His Spirit, because when you become a Christian, you get the Holy Spirit, you receive the Spirit of God. So, He manifests in your life what your gifting is. Now, listen to this, verse 8. To one, there is given the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another, faith by the same Spirit, to another, gifts of healing by that one spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. All of these are the work of the one and same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So the first thing I want you to know is the main goal of the Holy Spirit is to bring you to Christ and save you from an eternal hell. The Holy Spirit calls you out. He's calling everyone out in the whole world. Every person, no matter what color, what creed, where they live, whether they live in Africa, where they live in Asia, where they live on an island somewhere, where they live in the United States, Canada, Mexico, wherever they live, all the people of the world have been created by one God. That God is the God of the Bible. And that God is calling everyone to a new birth, to a rebirth. And what he's saying is, you have a free will, but I am calling you, and you'll go to heaven if you will just accept me as Lord and Savior. And that spirit comes to you, and it it knocks on your heart's door. Listen. It knocks on your heart's door and says, you need a Savior. You are a sinner, and I'm a sinner, and I needed a Savior. And I, I remember so well when I was sitting in a church as a young boy, and I heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, how he came from heaven off the throne to be crucified in my place for my sin as a person, and your sin too, so that we would be covered with his blood, so that blood would cover us and make us okay enough to go into the kingdom of heaven. Now, that's the true story. The shedding of his blood covers our sin. And we can put our trust and our hope and our faith in him that he has an eternal home and that we're written in the book of life. It's not enough to know that there is a Jesus and that he's a prophet. You have to accept him as Lord and Savior and believe on the third day he rose from the dead and he is God. Amen. Amen. You know, it's so easy to understand the Trinity. And so many people get caught up on this and don't understand But you have God the Father, you have God the Son, and you have God the Holy Spirit. And we'll have to get into that one day a little bit more in detail. But just think about a bottle of water, and you have three glasses. And you pour one glass, put water in the second glass, put water in the third glass. Now, if you keep that first glass liquid, that's just water, that, my friend, is God, God the Father. Then the next one is... If you heat that water up, it turns into water in the air. You know, it vaporizes. That is the Holy Spirit. And then if you freeze the other water, that's the sun. The three are the same, but they have different roles. And in this role, you have to understand that nobody can be rose from the dead. Nobody can raise Lazarus from the dead. Nobody can walk on water unless they're God themselves, and and that's for another lesson. But that's who the Holy Spirit is. He's part of the Trinity, and God tells him what to do. He's part of the Trinity, and the Holy Spirit comes to bring people to believe in Christ as their personal Savior. When that happens, a very interesting thing happens. You become a new creature in Christ. 
Because God says that that Holy Spirit invades your person, and he abides in your heart and in your life, and he tells you what to do. You know, John 14 tells that Jesus himself said, you need to be happy that I'm going away because I'm going to send the advocate, the counselor, the Holy Spirit, and he's going to come and he's going to help you through this life by convicting the world of sin, by helping comfort people, by guiding people, by leading people, by teaching what the Bible means, and that's what the Holy Spirit does. So your spiritual, supernatural gifts are given to you by God. We need to look at those gifts again. Look at 1 Corinthians 12, 4, and it says in here, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. God distributes and gives you your spiritual gifts. You have a unique spiritual gift, and you may have a couple, you may have two or three. No one has all of them, but you have these spiritual gifts to help the body of Christ and to bless others. And so once you get those, it's good to know which one you have. And what are the spiritual gifts? Well, the message of wisdom, the message of knowledge, great faith. There's people that have great faith out there. I mean, there's men and women that have great faith. And I've talked about this in another lesson, but I know of a church that needed $250,000 because they had built a CAC behind their building. They thought they had a great architect and builder. The builder had gone out of business after the building was done, and they found out that the foundation on the building was not correctly put in, and it was cracking down the middle. When they went back to the builder to get help, he had gone out of business. This church had spent $250,000, and they were a small church of a congregation of about 100 people. They didn't have the money to fix it. So they got on their knees at the altar in the sanctuary, and they prayed month after month after month. About the sixth month, they got a letter in the mail, and someone gave them $100,000. That $100,000 fixed the foundation problem. There are people with great faith that are called to have great faith. They have spiritual gifting of faith. There's people that have great wisdom. You can go and talk to a godly person about a problem. You make sure they're a Christian. Make sure their motives are right. But they have great wisdom. They're proven in wisdom. They're great men and women of wisdom, and you can trust them. And then there's gifts of healing. Now, I know that not everybody is healed that someone prays for. But when someone's sick, there are people with the gifting of healing. And I'm talking about doctors. I'm talking about ministers. I'm talking about everyday people. And when they pray, God moves, and many people are healed. Some people are not healed because they're over their mission in life, and God brings them home. Amen, because it's a better place to be in heaven than it is right here, even though God gives us the victory. And I'm trying to tell you that this spiritual gift of healing, it's real. It's not that the person has power, it's that God uses them, and His power works through them because they have faith that this person can be healed by an Almighty God who created this person. Now, whatever the outcome is, those consequences are left up to God. We can't play God, and we can't be mad when that person isn't healed. I, I believe I have that gifting to a point, and <clears throat> I've been to thousands of hospitals, nursing homes, beds, to talk to people, to pray for them, and I always pray for them. And as I'm in there, I'll say, Lord, you know, make it right for this person. I know they need you to to touch them. And it's not me. It's not anything. I'm just being a conduit. I'm being like a humble servant that goes in and says, Lord, just use me. And I go before them. And whatever the outcome is, that's up to the Lord. But I need to be faithful. And with this gifting, I can pray for people and I can trust them. And sometimes God will tell me, hey, this guy's coming off the bed, this woman. And I know, listen, 
I've been to the hospital before where I had one of my very dear friends, and he was in a coma for a month and a half. And I prayed for him, and the Lord said, he's coming off this bed. Guess what? He's out of the bed, and he's back home now, and he's better, and he's not in a coma anymore. Now, I've prayed for other people over the years, and God has taken them home. That's up for the Lord to decide. I just have to be a blessing. I I can tell you this. More people go home and are healed than people that go home to the Lord. And another thing it does is when they feel the Holy Spirit and the presence of God in their room, you know what happens to them? They gain hope, and they gain strength, and they gain faith through your prayers. So don't give up on this. So the other thing is teaching and preaching. There's so many gifts, and we're going to get into these gifts into the second phase of this But I want you to understand that if you'll read, go back to the Bible today after we're done and look up the scriptures concerning this. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Remember that man does not give the spiritual gift. God gives the spiritual gift to you. So if you're a Christian, you get those spiritual gifts upon becoming a Christian. God plants those into you because you already have your natural gifts that you were born with. My brother, Doug, he can build a house. I can't even hammer a nail. (laughs) Do you have a brother like that or a sister like that? They can do so much and then you can't do that. But remember this, Doug can't do some things I can do either. I've got some natural gifting that he doesn't have, so it balances out. But his gifting is so strong in that area of building that he could build a house literally and he could do it for the glory of God. Amen. And so I just say to you, what gifts of the Spirit do you have, do you think? I mean, if you know your spiritual gift, then you should be blessing others with it. Search those scriptures. Ask God to lead you to know what your spiritual gifts are. Test the waters. If you feel like God's telling you that you have the gift of wisdom, or you have the gift of singing, or you have the gift of teaching, or even preaching, whatever it is, try it. And do it for the Lord's benefit, not for your own benefit. Do it to bless the kingdom of God, and that's what it's all about. I want to tell you, every gifting is so important on every person. When you talk about the body itself, just the natural body, I have to have my nose to smell through. I have to have my eyes to see. have to have my hands to do. And I have to have my feet and my legs to go. Well, God knows in the church, in the body of Christ, with the same spirit, there's going to be different works. And every person needs to be equipped. And through these spiritual gifts, every person is equipped. Now, some people are not going to the Bible. They're not praying about their spiritual gifts. They're not testing the spirit on this. And so they get in the wrong place. They may think, hey, I'm a singer, but <laughs> they go in there and they're really not a singer. <laughs> you know. But when they finally figure out what their spiritual gift is, they might have the gift of administration. And when they have the gift of administration, it's very powerful because they'll be telling this person this and telling this person to do this and this person to do this. It's all needed. All together, all those spiritual gifts plus the natural gifts that God gave you at birth of your natural birth and your spiritual gift together Those make it so powerful. You'll have victory in your life, and the church will have victory as you use that spiritual gift to bless the body of Christ and others. Now, the other thing, staying in God's will brings joy to your soul and strengthening of your faith. You know, when you stay in God's will, I can't be using my spiritual gift as an attaboy or to get an accolade. I have to use my spiritual gift unto Christ, humble and of a contrite heart and in his will. And I have to be very careful in my life because 
I answer to God and God only. And if I submit my will to His every single day, He has me to a place in my life where He can really use me, you see. But if I'm bowed up and I have a bad attitude, He can't possibly use me with that type of attitude. So I have to humble myself, and you do too. You have to be humble unto the Lord so God can use you. Remember First Peter, it says, humble yourself before the mighty hand of God, and in due time, He'll exalt you, and He'll raise you up. The last point I've really got is step out in faith. Use your spiritual gifts for God. You know, you have to really look at them. And I want to take you, before I leave you today, to Romans chapter 12. I want you to make sure that you read 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and Romans chapter 12. Let's read a little bit of this together, and then we'll be finishing up here today. But listen to Romans 12.1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God that is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body and many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, though many form one body and each member belongs to all the others, we have different gifts. So here's where he's talking about the gifts again. According to the grace given to each of us, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy. If your gift is faith, then jump out in faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. <clears throat> if it's to encourage, then encourage. And that's where I fit in right there. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Amen. And I hope you understand that today, that whatever your spiritual gift is, you need to just jump out there and test it out and try it. So my last point is for you to jump out in faith and use your spiritual gift for the body of Christ. Jesus said, if you have faith as the side of a mustard seed and say to that mountain, move, nothing will be impossible to you. I just want you to know how much God loves you today. He gives a spiritual gift so you can be victorious in this life. He gave you natural gifts because you were wonderfully made and you are important to Christ. You are wonderfully made and you have been made in the image of God. Don't believe people in the world what they say about you. Only believe what God says about you. Enjoy your spiritual gifts. Jump out in faith. Serve God and use them to glorify God and help the body of Christ and anyone you meet. And that's the lesson today of spiritual gifts. I hope you enjoyed this lesson. And I'm so glad you tuned in. I just want you to know I do this because I love the Lord and I love you too. And I just want you to know that I will be with you. I am going to be here to try and help you, to inspire you, to encourage you. Remember our YouTube channel to subscribe to get more videos and more content, Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. And remember, at Encouraging Moments, we love you in the Lord. I want to pray for you before I get off the line today and tell you that we love you 
here at Encouraging Moments. You're important to us. You're important to God. And God has made you wonderfully made. The Bible says you're made in the image of God. Do not listen to the world or anyone who's trying to tear you down. God will use you as you surrender your will and use those spiritual gifts for the body of Christ and the world. Let me pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, be with everyone listening today. Lord, bless them coming in and going out. Bless them from the north, south, east, and west. Bless them in their health, their prosperity, their relationships. Bless them in their career. Bless them, Father, today and give them great joy and great hope and great faith and let them use their spiritual gifts to help the body of Christ, to glorify you, and to help others. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Pray for our ministry because we are in the battle right now to encourage and inspire others. We love you in the Lord. Until next time, be encouraged. Thank you for listening to Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. For more Encouraging Moments, go to spiritofachampion.com or join us on Facebook at Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams.